What would you think of someone who thinks he knows more about his car than his car's maker knows? He throws away the instruction manual and then he puts gasoline in the tyres, acid in the radiator. I would say he was ridiculous. Who would be that stupid? Unfortunately, lots of people, not with their cars, but with something even more important. Let's talk about sand in the crankcase. Welcome to Truth in the Test Tube, exploring important scientific topics in the light of their wider perspective and significance. Let's increase the temperature, blend some logical analysis, and find out what truth bubbles up. For best results, the manual says, maintain your automobile in the following ways. And in pages of printed instructions, the manufacturer of a car may say things like keep the tyres inflated to a specified pressure, use gasoline of a certain octane number, fill the radiator with so many litres of coolant, in winter add a certain percentage of antifreeze to protect the radiator from freezing up. And some manuals provide details like how tightly to adjust the fan belt and how often to have a mechanic look at the alignment of the front wheels. And they specify very carefully what viscosity of oil to use, how much of it to use, how often to change it, and what kind of oil filter to use. After a person has worked long and hard to buy a car, he knows it's only smart to take care of it and make it last. Even among my craziest friends, I've never seen anyone put, as you said a moment ago, sand in the crankcase. Not in the literal sense with cars. But let's talk figuratively a moment. Some people handle their lives much less carefully than they handle their cars. God made us and he provided a manual of how to make our lives work well. But many people disregard God's instruction book so completely they're figuratively putting nails in their tyres and sand in their engines. Help me decode some of your figurative language. Are you talking about people who ruin their bodies with, for example, alcohol? Alcohol is one big problem. But I'm talking about a problem that's even bigger. We Christians are convinced the Bible is God's message to the human race. If an automotive engineer knows what kind of oil works best in the engine he designed, it makes sense that God knows what gives best results in our bodies and souls. So God provided an operational guide to help us know how to oil our lives instead of sabotaging them with sand. Some of my friends like to live in the fast lane. They think the you shalls and you shall not of religion were written to keep them from having fun. Well, it may seem that way at first glance, but that's like saying the manual of a car is written to make owning a car difficult and expensive. It costs more to have the oil changed than not to have it changed. You could reject the manufacturer's recommendations and accuse the manufacturer of participating in a conspiracy to make money for oil companies and auto mechanics. Ignoring the maintenance manual might save us money and inconvenience for a few months or a year. But in the long run, a car owner will be sorry if he neglects taking care of his car. Have you deciphered what I mean by sand in the crankcase? Yes, I think you're saying sand in the crankcase is any way of running our lives that is contrary to what our maker commands in the Bible. Good. A Russian sociologist explained this idea very clearly. Dr. Mikhail Matskovsky is director of Young Family Research at the Russian Academy of Sciences. 
He's also general director of the Institute for Human Values in Moscow. And he's written extensively on the need for family stability and also of the practical applications of ultimate values. Are ultimate value standards that don't vary from place to place and time to time? Yes, Dr. Moskovsky said, All my scientific life has been involved with family research. I'm not a Christian believer because I had a very different rearing in my schooling, my family. But after researching the family for 20 years, I concluded that these moral problems, which are a major concern to the religion of Christians, are very important for our people. A relativistic conscience is very dangerous. If a human being says, don't kill, there's room for lots of negotiation, many exceptions. Maybe in some circumstances you can kill. If it's necessary for the situation of today, you can kill. The Ten Commandments tell us never kill, never steal, never lie, and never is an important word. I believe that the people in our country need these internal values. They need final, absolute values. I think the Ten Commandments are a bridge between believers and non-believers. Because for all people, it's very important to know about the Ten Commandments and to behave in compliance with them. Dr. Mikhail Matskovsky referred to commandments that say, you shall not kill and you shall not steal. I remember another commandment that says, you shall not commit adultery. But there are ten commandments in the Bible. What do the other ones say? The commandments you and Dr. Maskovsky quoted relate to behaviour. Most of the other ones concern the attitudes that lead to harmful behaviour. One example is, you shall not covet. God in his wisdom knows that if we don't let an intense desire for things control us, we won't let our minds build up an urge to steal. That makes sense. Another of the Ten Commandments is, honour your father and your mother. I can see that not coveting would resist our temptation to steal. But what's the practical value of honouring your parents? If we love our parents, we will avoid doing things that bring them pain or shame. That will help us resist temptations to do some of the harmful behaviours that we've mentioned. As I think about it, I realise that honouring our parents also helps to uncomplicate our lives. We don't have to live double lives, following one set of rules when we're with our parents and another set when we're with our friends, and trying to hide the behaviour we know our parents would disapprove of. The very first commandment gives the basic reason to obey the other commands. God says, I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. A genius-level engineer designed and built us humans. That's obvious every time we take an analytical look at the design of our brains, our eyes, or our circulatory systems. Think about the possibility that the wise God who made us may have provided us with written instructions about how to operate our lives, to preserve us from corrosion and premature wear-out. To avoid putting sand in our crankcases. When God inspired the Ten Commandments in the Bible, he didn't do it to confine us and make life a dreary drudgery. To the contrary, he provided the Bible as a manual, a handbook for mankind, so people could avoid the pitfalls and potholes that ruin our lives. How can I decide whether to follow what God says in the Bible or to live life in the fast lane? Look at where each road leads. Observe the party animals, playboys, who were your age 10 or 20 years ago. Where are they now? 
How satisfying and stable are their lives, their friendships, their marriages? And ask the same questions about people who were students 10 or 20 years ago and who consistently obeyed God's commands. Your search will help you discover which lane leads where and which lane you want to drive. You're beginning to make sense. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. The Macron One Grave says, Here lie the fragments of John Smith, who contradicted his maker, played football with the Ten Commandments, and departed this life at age 35. His wife and mother weep for him. Nobody else does. May he rest in peace. I've noticed that people who live like that seem to burn out fast. Any way of running our lives that's contrary to what God commands in the Bible is sand in the crankcase of our lives. God's word, the Bible, is the maker's manual that guides us how to keep the destructive abrasives out of the engines of our lives. Following it consistently will keep our lives well-oiled to run the best results. Thank you for listening to Truth in the Test Tube. Now it's your turn to talk back to us with comments, questions, and suggestions. We have two different email addresses depending upon where you live. For most of the world, it's truthtest at truthinthetesttube.org. That's truthtest at truthinthetesttube.org. If you live in India, please use testtube at radio882.com. I repeat, testtube at radio882.com. Our phone number in India is 919845616412. Here it is again, 919845616412 in India. Be sure to join us again soon here on Truth in the Test Tube.